Hi again, and welcome to This Expat Life. My name is Amanda Maxime, and in this podcast, I'll share a lot about anything related to living abroad, while also keeping an eye on your personal growth. And if you enjoy these topics, then I'm sure you'll enjoy hanging out with me too. So I hope you come along for today's episode. And today it's going to be a bit more practical, unlike some of the other topics I've talked about before. And I just came back from a trip to London, which also sparked my topic for today, because I wasn't just traveling in London. I had actually just been to the Galapagos Islands in Ecuador for two weeks, and then I spent a long weekend in France. I was home for a couple of days, and then I spent just another long weekend in London, And now I'll be home again for a couple of days and I'll work here. And then I'm going to the Azores for two weeks with my best friend. And I realized that all this traveling, well, it's been a while that I traveled so much. And it reminded me a lot of my time in Brazil. When I was a diplomat there, I lived there for three years. And I actually share more about this in previous episodes. I traveled a lot. I think every, on average, every two, three weeks, I was on a plane. And I was traveling for work, but also really for private reasons. Um, So I was based in Brasilia, where I was dealing with everything related to economic things and trade. But there weren't any Dutch companies in Brasilia. So that meant that I had to travel a lot to the states where the economic activities had to take place. So I often went to Sao Paulo, Rio and many other cities. And I also dealt with everything related to the Amazon. So I also traveled to those parts of the country. So I was traveling a lot for work, but then since I knew I was only going to be there for, well, initially two years, but it got extended into three, I didn't want to waste any time. I wanted to get to know the country as much as I could. So I really made an effort to travel as much as I was able to. So often with friends, we went away for a weekend and Brasilia was this amazing hub for Brazil. Um, Basically, you can go anywhere within two hours by plane with a direct flight so that was really handy and we traveled the country together. I visited 20 out of 27 states which is a lot more than the average Brazilian I think. And I also had my boyfriend at the time, he was still living in the Netherlands so I flew to the Netherlands a couple times per year to see him again. So that was a lot of travel and I remember actually one period, I think it was spring 2019 and I had so many trips in a row that I realized at some point that In a period of two months, I only spent eight days in the office. (laughs) I really knew how to play this game with business trips and, you know, to spend as much time away as I could. But it was also a really busy and overwhelming period. I remember that clearly as well. Because if you're always away and if you travel so much, it becomes a lot harder to stay grounded, to stay organized, to keep up with your daily habits. And I definitely fell into a few traps of not keeping up with any of those things. And all the travel also really affected my sleep. Obviously, there were time zone differences and jet lags when I was traveling back to the Netherlands. And in Brazil, there wasn't really any time difference, but I still struggled with my sleep because I'm a super light sleeper. And then staying in hotels where there's many like small lights on during the night and there's a lot of noise from overflying planes or other people that you hear through the door and walls. I just really struggle with my sleep and I always came back home super tired after a trip. Exercise was also one of the things I struggled with. It was a lot harder for me to keep my exercise routines. I like to go for a run, but in many cities it isn't 
very easy to do it. There was one exception, and that was the period that I was training for the marathon of Rio, the full marathon. So I really had to do some parts of my exercise schedule. And so I always booked a hotel with a small gym inside so I could at least run inside, indoors, if uh, outdoors wasn't possible. And that's just a part of not being able to keep up with daily habits, but there is an extra element to it, and that is the extra stress and overwhelm that travel generates. I also remember that very clearly. So whenever I have a trip, and this is still the case, by plane, I somehow get a lot of extra stress in my body. So... Even though I've been flying since I was a baby, I developed a fear of flying when I was about 12 or 13, and it lasted until my early 20s for about 10 years. I was really afraid. I was always crying on the plane. Like It never really stopped me from traveling anywhere, but it wasn't a fun experience at all. And I eventually grew out of it thanks to my first job in London, for which I just had to travel so much. So, you know, not liking it wasn't even an option anymore. But I just noticed when I was flying to London last week that every time that I have to travel by plane, I get this extra stress in my body. And I didn't have it when I was going to France, which was a trip by car. But then flying to London somehow just feels like a more serious trip. And I was just reflecting on it. And I think it really still has to do with that fear of flying that is somewhat still in my body. So my body just responds to that trigger when I know I'm going on a trip by plane. But okay, that's one part of the stress I'm talking about. But there is a lot of extra stress involved when you are traveling so much because you have to organize things in advance. You have to pack in advance, possibly for multiple trips in a row. You have to take care of things you are being pulled away from your daily routines. So that brings stress and overwhelm in itself already. But despite all these like negative costs, I still so much enjoy being away for a long period of time. Don't get me wrong, I also enjoy being at home, but traveling to me is like the best thing ever. And having so many trips in a row really makes my soul and heart very, very happy. And this period that I'm currently in with all these short trips is actually the first one since my time in Brazil that I have so many travels in a row. So when I moved back after Brazil, it was Corona, so there weren't a lot of trips. And then obviously afterwards I had trips here and there, but never so many in a row. And yeah, being on the road all the time just really reminded me of that period in Brazil. But I also realized that this time I wasn't feeling so stressed and overwhelmed like I did before. So I realized that actually that time in Brazil also taught me a lot how to do so much travel in such a short period of time in the best way possible, in a way that is organized, that keeps you sane and grounded as you go. And nowadays for me, this is even more important than back then in Brazil, because now I'm an entrepreneur. And before, you know, being a diplomat is also a busy job. If you work at an embassy, you need to be available 24-7 if needed. And there were definitely many weekends that I had to work or evenings that I had to put something together for an emergency thing. But still, I was an employee and my tasks were pretty much confined and restricted in a way. But now that I'm an entrepreneur, and especially an online entrepreneur, I feel like I work 24-7. Like there's so much that I can do, that I want to do and also have to do, that I really need to be more organized if I'm planning trips. There's no one who can take over or who can cover for me. It's really all up to me. 
And I'm not the best time manager, so this is a real struggle for me. And I really have to organize and prepare things in advance if I want to be able to travel without too much stress. So I have client meetings that need to be scheduled on certain dates. I have online Q&A sessions for expat life school, so I need to make sure I have good Wi-Fi as I travel. I need to prepare content in advance so I'm not busy on holidays making content. So I am now recording this episode while I'm back home in between my trips and it will come online when I'm traveling in the Azores. So I don't have to worry about that anymore. So those are a lot of things I need to take care of if I want to keep my sanity. And on top of that, I have all the personal things as well, obviously. So my house needs to be organized. I need to have my suitcases ready. Someone needs to take care of the cat. So that's all at once coming. And it just requires a bit of preparation to make sure I'm not completely overwhelmed. And you're probably not an entrepreneur, but as an expat, you probably also travel a lot. And yeah, I know this is not the case for all expats. But most of the expats that I've come to know during my time in Brazil and also through my one-to-one coaching travel quite more than the average. There is your annual trip back home, probably, uh, to visit your friends and family or to go back to the headquarters if you moved abroad for your job. And probably if you're like me, you also want to explore your host country as much as you can or Europe if you live in a European city. So you're visiting new places every time a longer weekend or your holidays come up. And at least that's what I did. And I know that most expats that I know travel more now that they live abroad than they did back home. So this is also why I want to share my tips with you, because if you're a person that gets easily overwhelmed or stressed like I do, then these tips can be really useful for you to stay grounded, to stay sane, to stay organized as you travel. So here are 10 practical and quick tips. And the first one is to have all your travel gear ready. So what I have is I have a separate drawer in one of my closets that is full of all my travel items. I've got my passports there, vaccinations, uh, electricity plugs, even travel perfume, a sleep mask, earplugs. I have everything that I need on a trip in that drawer. So that saves a lot of time searching for the right things in my house. And I always have a separate toiletry bag ready. And I actually started this habit when I lived in Brazil, thanks to a tip of a very dear colleague and friend of mine who sadly passed away two years ago. And he was always really prepared for an emergency. So he always had emergency bags ready. And I found that a bit over the top, like I didn't really need that, but it got me thinking that a toiletry bag at least would be really practical. It also really saved me a lot of time as I was traveling so much. So up to this day, I still have a second toiletry bag always ready with uh, small bottles with shampoo, etc., some extra makeup, some tissues or whatever I need. And that's really practical because what I find most annoying of traveling is really always transferring all the stuff from uh, my bathroom to the toiletry bag. I don't know why, but I just find it so irritating. So I now have this second toiletry bag ready with most of the things I need. And then I just need to stack some additional items to it. And again, if you travel a lot, even though if it's just for one night, this really saves a lot of time. So think about what you use most on your trips, and it could be toiletry, but also something sports related, and have it ready, store it, or have a separate set available so you can just grab it as you rush out of the door. 
And the second tip is a bit of an open door, but that is to plan and work ahead. And this is the tip I most need to remind myself of because I am not a planner. I like to do everything last minute, to think about things when it is happening. But this has also caused me a lot of frustration and wasted time. So during one of my recent trips to Indonesia, I hadn't arranged anything before going. I had just booked my first hotel in Java and that was it. And I thought, as always, I'll just sort it as I go. I really also like that kind of traveling. But I was just so tired during that trip and I wasted so much time trying to understand what I wanted to do and where I should go. And I was arranging everything on my small iPhone instead of on a wider screen. And yeah, it just, I really wished during that trip that I had planned it more in advance. But the planning in advance is not just about things that you have to take care of on location. It's also about things that you're leaving behind. So in my case, as an entrepreneur, I really need to think ahead. Like if I want to maintain my consistency with the podcast, with my coaches, with everything else, then I need to plan certain things ahead and also work ahead so it can all be published or organized during my trip. And in the beginning of my business, I wasn't really good at that. It's only something that I've come to learn in the last few months or so. But now I can already see the difference because as I went to the Galapagos where I had zero signal because I was on a boat for a week, everything continued while I was away. I had an assistant who was taking care of things. I had my podcast coming out. I had sessions booked with my coaches. So everything ran smoothly. And now I really see the benefit of planning and working ahead. So even if you're not the kind of person who enjoys doing that or who is just a very chaotic last minute person, try to do it a little bit more because it will just save you so much hassle while you are on your trip. And my third tip is to write it all down. I have a very chaotic brain. I am all over the place. So writing it down really for me helps me to structure things. And I can get easily overwhelmed if I need to think ahead and I see different temperatures and different occasions uh, with dress codes. I just get so easily stressed and I don't know what to wear that my response usually is to just paralyze and not do anything and then wait for the last moment. So what I do now is in advance, I look at the weather forecast and I write down for each day what I'm going to wear. And this may sound a bit over the top, but it works for me. So if you have a chaotic brain, just like me, write it all down. I have one paper always with a packing list, one paper always with the things that I have to do before my departure, and then one paper with the weather forecast and what I'm going to wear. Now, this is still not perfect because I still overpack, but it really helps me to create a bit more calmness before I leave. And my fourth tip may feel a bit contrary, but that is for everything else to digitalize as much as you can. So I used to be someone who loved working with a paper calendar because I just love writing things down and also my to-do lists and really seeing it in front of me. But running an online business with coaches in multiple time zones and me traveling as well have really kind of forced me to work with the digital calendar. And now I love it so much. I wouldn't want to have a paper calendar anymore at all. I love that I'm able to access whatever I need directly on my phone. And I have a digital calendar, but I also have digital notes for all the important things of my business. So I have several documents related to my goals, but also to content, to my coaches, and I'm able to access them from wherever in the world. 
and I still love writing things down on paper, especially all my ideas and plans. But too often it has now happened that I'm in a location without that notebook and I really wish I had it. So I started working more and more digitally. And it's not just my notes and my calendar, but I also have scans of my travel documents, for example, online so I can access them whenever I need to. And if you're working with or traveling to different time zones or you just travel a lot, then I really recommend having as much as you can digitally because it just saves you a real headache to not search for that piece of paper that you left in some location. And instead, you have everything that you need on your phone or on your laptop. And maybe I'm really late to the digital party, but I continue with paper stuff for a long time. So I'm really happy that I made the switch now. And if you haven't, I really suggest you do it as well. And then tip number five is somewhat related. And again, one of the tips that I struggle with most, and that is the less clutter you have, the better. I still overpack. I don't know how I do it, but as I grow older, I pack more and more. Although I've always struggled with this my entire life. And it frustrated me so much to having had to carry all that stuff that I wasn't going to need in the end anyway. And something that I also really realized when traveling is that when I travel, I generally have fewer things available to me than I have at home. But I realize that the fewer things I have available, the easier it becomes to me to make a choice. So I'll just choose whatever is available. And at home, I waste so much time trying to pick the right outfit or thinking of something to cook for the evening. Whereas when I'm traveling, I don't have so many options available. So the decision-making process also becomes much easier. So the less clutter that you bring with you, either physical clutter or mental clutter, the more simple your trip is going to be. So I'm saying this tip to myself again, bring less clutter with you on your trips. And then staying in the area of clutter and items, and that is tip number six, unpack immediately, whether you've just arrived on location or you have returned home. I never did this. I always had my suitcase in the living room or in my hotel room open with everything thrown out for at least a couple of days, but usually one or two weeks. And something changed while I was living in Brazil because I was flying and traveling so much that I really hated waking up in a house that was full of dirty laundry and things I brought back from my trip. So what I do now is I unpack immediately. And I also did this even when I arrived at 11 p.m. Brazil time, which was about 3 a.m. Dutch time, it didn't matter for me, even if I was so tired, I just wanted to unpack most of the things so I would wake up in a cleaner house. And I do this now on location as well. So I store my clothes neatly into the closet, I put my toiletries in the bathroom, etc. And I have to admit, I'm still very chaotic and messy. So usually the day after, it already looks like a bomb has exploded. But at least I have put a bit of organization into the thing. It's not just only in my suitcase. So do your future self a favor and unpack and store away your belongings immediately as you get home or arrive in the hotel room. And then my seventh tip is to automate as much as you can, especially if you're an entrepreneur. But really anyone should do this because it just saves you so much time. What I've done in my business is that I've automated many processes. So if you sign up, for example, as my coachee, you can book your coaching package through my website and after payment, you'll immediately receive a receipt, but you also receive an email with a link to schedule your sessions. 
you can just schedule one or you can schedule them all in advance. But the real advantage of this is that it saves both you and I a lot of time. There's no back and forth emailing. So while I'm traveling or while you are traveling, you can just book your sessions with me. And it's the same thing for my courses, actually. If you sign up for one of my courses, you'll immediately receive access to it because I've automated this behind the scenes as well. And it is a bit of investment, especially time-wise, but also a financial investment to have all these systems up and running. But it really pays off because it saves me a lot of time and you don't have to depend on me to grant you access to certain things. You can just purchase any course that you want with me and you'll get access right away. And then there are a few more behind the scene processes that I've automated, like my financial administration, which I don't really enjoy doing. So I'm really happy that I automated this part as well. And if you're not an entrepreneur, there are still ways to automate things that will help you save time. So for example, you could order your groceries online so that you have food uh, at home when you get back from a long trip. Or maybe you can even automate that, that you have the same delivery every two weeks, for example. I have that with my contact lenses. They come every month, so I don't need to go to the store or need to remember them. They just come and it's deducted from my bank account every month. So I have nothing to think about anymore. And there are many things nowadays that you can automate, like purchases or deliveries or services. Just identify what is costing you a lot of time or what is your number one frustration when you are traveling or when you're coming back home and try to automate that. It will really save you a lot of time and hassle. And then tip number eight is to delegate. For a long time, I did everything myself in my business. I was doing all my coaching sessions, all the planning with my coaches, the following up questions, my online courses, the community of the online courses, um, the podcasting content on social media, I was doing everything by myself and I was working nonstop also because I really enjoyed doing it. So don't get me wrong. This was really a deliberate choice, but at some point when I was completing, uh, my second course in coaching, I realized that it was becoming a bit too much and I hired help. So this doesn't come natural to me. I like to do things on my own and solve things on my own. But I hired an assistant who is now sort of acting as my business manager and she takes care of handling all the practicalities with my coaches plus a few behind the scenes things as well. And I am so grateful for her help and I wish I had done this sooner, really. She really takes away some of the things that were so pressing on my mind that I had to do, but that weren't needle movers, that weren't going to bring my business a lot forward, but yet I still had to do them. So I'm really happy that she's here and she's bringing also with her a sense of calmness into my business. And I just know that things are taken care of and that makes it really easy for me to relax while I'm traveling. So big shout out to my assistant, Shelly. And if you are an entrepreneur or an expat traveling, have a look where you can delegate. So as an entrepreneur, you can hire a VA or a PA or whatever you need in your business. But as an expat or anyone who's not an entrepreneur, there's also ways of delegating. For example, you could hire a cleaning person to help come clean your house. I personally really hate cleaning my house and I find it a waste of time that I'd rather spend working or traveling. So I've hired help. I have someone who comes in every two weeks. And in Brazil, I had a wonderful person coming in every week for a full day. And this really is a luxury, at least to me. And I think 
it's more of a luxury in Northern Europe. In Latin America, it's much more common to have someone help you in the house. But this luxury, I really allow myself to have it because I just know it saves me A, so much time and B, so much mental frustration. Because if I would be cleaning every Saturday, I would just be thinking like, oh my God, why am I doing this? I'm just wasting my time during my precious weekend. So hiring a cleaning person can be a way of delegating. You can also, like I mentioned, order your groceries online. And if you want to get creative, I mean, you can delegate everything that you want. I don't know if you read The 4-Hour Workweek, the book by Tim Ferriss. I love that book and it really helped me to work more efficiently. And he also says that he, I think even before he started his business, he hired a PA or at least he had a PA who was running a few personal things as well. And actually it wasn't a PA, but a VA, so a virtual assistant. And you can hire many affordable VAs in the world for things that can be done online. So it could be things like booking hotels or organizing your trip. And I even heard a VA who had to order flowers uh, for someone's wife for their anniversary. So be creative because there's actually a lot that you can delegate if you are willing to delegate. And this is the part that is, I think, most difficult because for a lot of people, especially I think for really self-reliant expats, it's really difficult to give away that control over something or that responsibility. And I struggle with that a little bit myself as well when I hired my business manager. But I was so busy that I had no other choice and it's been going wonderfully since. So if you are now completely overwhelmed or you know you will be overwhelmed during a period of time when you're traveling a lot, think about the things that you want to delegate and what you could delegate. So generally, I advise delegate everything that is costing you too much time now that you don't enjoy. And by the way, if you look at these two factors and you come up with your nine to five job, then I think it's time for another job and have a listen to one of my previous episodes where I talk about a career change. But generally speaking, I am talking about like the smaller things in life. So maybe it's just laundry pickup or house cleaning or dog walking or whatever. You can delegate as much as you want. And then tip number nine is more to feel relaxed and calm and grounded while you're traveling. And that is stick to your daily habits as much as you can. So I'm someone who finds it really difficult to maintain her daily routine when she's traveling. I always feel like when I'm traveling, oh, I can have more French cheese or wine or I don't need to run or exercise or meditate or whatever because I feel like I'm on holiday. But if you're traveling a lot for work or just in general, you can't really keep up with that idea of like, oh, it's holiday, so I'm allowed to do whatever. And actually staying in your daily routine or sticking with your daily habits as much as you can really also helps you to to increase that sense of groundedness and calmness as you go, even in a really hectic period. So if you meditate in the mornings at home, continue doing that on your journey. If you like to run, then pick a hotel or a location where you can run. If you generally really eat healthy, but you have a kryptonite for French cheese like I do, then really try to stick with the vegetables when you're traveling as well. Sticking to your daily habits while you're traveling really helps you to have that more relaxed feeling and not get lost in overwhelm. And I really had this when I was traveling so much back in Brazil. I had to think about my work, my private life, my house, my cats, the logistics of the several trips that I was taking. And it was so easy for me to get lost in that sense of overwhelm. 
And I continued feeling that overwhelm while I was traveling because there were other trips to think about or work projects coming up when I would return home. So keeping up with your daily habits really allows you to continue feeling that groundedness while you are traveling and while there is so much going on outside of you. But at least you have then that inner stable anchor that you can rely on. Okay, and then the very last tip, and that is to take a breath. It's a very simple one. But when I am in overwhelm, I really sense it in my body. So I already mentioned that I get triggered when I know I have a flight coming up. So my body just goes in the stress mode. And I notice that because I breathe more superficially. My breathing is also a bit more higher in my chest and not so much in my belly. And I also start to clench my jaws a lot more. So these are signals to me that I'm feeling stressed. And since I've learned to listen more to my body, I really take these signals seriously. So whenever I experience that, I very consciously take a break from running my to-dos and my errands and to just sit down and take a few really deep breaths. And I also pay attention that my exhale is longer than my inhale because that is something that helps to soothe your body and to go more into the relaxing mode instead of the active mode. And I don't know about you, but I easily get put in that super active mode of running all my errands and finishing my to-do list. I'm on this high energy and I just go tuck, tuck, tuck. I want to finish everything before the deadline, which is my departure date. And I always thought that I should increase my speed to be better at it. But I've come to learn also that sometimes it's better to take a pause, do the exact opposite really of what you want to do. So you can then go faster afterwards again. So if you're someone like me who also loves being in that fast speed and going after things to get everything done before the deadline, I really want to invite you to do the opposite and to take a breath. Just sit down instead of running around and meditate a little bit or do some breathing or whatever helps you to calm down. All right, those were my 10 tips for staying sane, organized, energized while you're traveling so much. And I really hope that they were useful to you and that you learned a few new things. And if you like these tips and my way of thinking, then why don't you join my airmail? This is a weekly email that I send out to all my subscribers. And I always talk about everything related to expat life and personal development. And I always include practical tips like these ones. I've included the link in the show notes so you can sign up. And by the way, while you're looking at the show notes, I would love it if you could leave a review for my podcast. Having positive reviews really helps me to grow this podcast and to reach more expats and globetrotters like yourself. So we can create a big community of like-minded people across the globe. And if you want to share something personally, something that resonated, or maybe you have a tip for me about this topic, or maybe you have a suggestion for another topic for another episode, you can also reach me directly and you can always send me an Instagram message or a LinkedIn message or an email. I'm basically everywhere, but I always love hearing from people who are listening to my content. So please don't feel shy and reach out to me whenever you want. That's it for now. I hope you really enjoy your day wherever you are. And I look forward to seeing you again next time on This Expat Life.